Thank you, Jesus. I appreciate. This is uh, this is a message that I went to. Ben and I went to Texas to see my boys last April, and uh, when I came back, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I was retired. I retired, and uh, I came back and I was doing Jeep tours at the Buffalo Jeep Tours in a park, and. Uh, she said, baby, you're good at that because you're just full of BS anyway, you know? <laughs> and uh, so you tell them about different things and stuff. But um, talking about our church, Cal and I, this morning, that I am so blessed to be a part of a church that preaches the word. And then just look at this group that's here this morning. And 99% of you are retired. I think I see two, not you, <laughs> two people out here that are, you know, middle-aged, and they've got a lot of years left. But when I went to Texas, I got put, started putting something on my heart, and I would drive from here and went have to go all the way out to the park, so I'd be listening to... Uh, ministers on the way out, bought radio. I'd listen to different preach, preachers preach, Chuck Swindoll, uh, Dr. Jeffers, David Jeremiah, whenever was on at that particular time. And what he put on my heart was two things. Our purpose as believers and building the kingdom of God and Every time I'd listen, I'd go, and it's still, and it's been for almost a year now. I'd listen to something, and man, I mean, the scripture would come right there. So I have been mulling this over for almost a year. And, you know, what I love about the Bible is you can read something, and I love the book of John. You can read something in John, and then read something in Colossians or Galatians, and it's almost like a puzzle that is fitting together. Now here, I've got all these senior citizens, and Wednesday night, I had, I do shine. And the kids I teach there are preschool, kindergartners, and first graders. So I mean, you're talking both spectrums, from one end to the other. So it's gonna be very interesting. Anyway, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share what you've put on my heart for over a year now, Lord. And I just ask that you just uh, bless this message, Lord, that you be lifted up. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, the kingdom, kingdom builders. And I want to start in Genesis chapter 2, when it all began. And then we're going to jump back to to uh, the book of John. But uh, we'll go to uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 16, if you have your Bibles. 16 through 17. And this is when Adam and Eve were in the garden. Okay, now you got to realize, I got three things up here. 
love, purpose, and choices. God created man. He created Adam. Then he created Eve. And um, they had a choice. Okay? They were living in what we're waiting for. And he, he said, the only thing you can't do is eat of the tree of uh, knowledge, good and evil. You can eat of any other tree. Okay? So that the only choice they had was they could, you know, Adam was put in there to, to, uh, to tend to the garden, fellowship with the Lord. So in, in verse uh, 15, it says, Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden and tend, to tend to it, to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die. And we know what happens after that. But that promise that God gave Adam, it came to pass. And the manifestation of that, there's five things that manifested that, that came to be from that. One is emotion. The manifestation was an emotional death because they were naked and they never thought anything about it. When they ate of the fruit, they were ashamed. So there was emotional death right there. The second one is a spiritual death. The peace and the joy that they had living in the garden with Jesus coming in and he said he'd, in the cool of the day, he'd visit with them. The Lord God would visit. Okay? They lost that. They lost the relationship that he had with them. That was the third thing. The fourth thing was the environment. What did he do? He cursed the ground. And no longer was it just tending, but it was hard to grow. And do it. It was. It wasn't like it was. It wasn't the Garden of Eden anymore. The fifth thing was ultimate death. Ultimate death. So everything that he said, Satan made it look like, oh well, you know, you're not going to die. Well, you were, and it in stages. Now, we look at Adam and Eve, and we'll see that he. First thing he, uh, Jesus, uh, the Lord God said was, Adam, or where are you? Where are you at? Now he's not asking that question because he's playing hide and seek. He knew where they were, but he was calling Adam to task. What have you done? It wasn't that he didn't know. God is omniscient. He knows everything before and after, and one is to come. So, um, Adam told him, he said, well, we were hiding from you. Why are you hiding? Because we were naked. So, and then Adam said, what have you done? And Adam said, well, that woman you gave me, you know, it's her fault. 
you gave her to, and it's her fault. And then the Eve said, well, Lord, no, it was the snake's fault. It was the serpent's fault. First cover-up. You know? And what they do to hide their nakedness? What they do? They made aprons of fig leaves. Of fig leaves. Now just think of that. Wearing fig leaves in South Dakota when we get our winds. That cover-up would not last very long, would it? You would be exposed to the world. Now, funny too, a fig leaf. Do you know uh, where Jesus cursed the fig tree? Okay, the fig tree not only gives out figs, but when it's not giving out figs, it gives out nuts. So you can eat off a fig tree all year. It's either the figs or the nuts. When Jesus and the disciples walked by, it wasn't bearing anything. And he cursed it. Gets there. That's a whole other message. We won't go there. But he used fig leaves. So then he sacrificed the lamb. He clothed them in, in uh, you know, skins to cover them up. Now I'm going to meddle a little bit. And we got all senior citizens here except for two men. So we can apply this to your kids. I've got four boys. One lives in Edgemont, the other three live in Dallas-Fort Worth, Merritt, Metroplex. Between Linda and I, we have 16 grandkids, 13 granddaughters and three grandsons. And um, especially for us that are older, when I retired, when we came back from Texas, I said, you know, I'm going to do this through the summer. What am I going to do this winter? And uh, I found a part-time job. I'm working now as a, at Piedmont Elementary as a school monitor, doing substitute teaching. 